So the title of this message is, Don't Fear the Gift. Did you ever get a gift from somebody and you're like, hmm, because you kind of considered who's sending it, and, or they have a history, or that's your enemy, and you wonder if you open it, or maybe the wrapping is really weird or really badly done. And uh, so, I don't know, there's just, you know, I, you know it's kind of weird. My, my, I relate to this because my love language is gifts. I know, I'm carnal. Um, I, I love to open gifts. I don't care what's in it, whatever, you know, I just love to open it. But sometimes you really wonder, all right, let's get this over with. <laughs> but not, not too often we're afraid of the gift, but that, that's exactly what I want to talk about. You know, you know, we just heard the, the story from Luke. What, what a beautiful story, and, and it's read everywhere, uh, Charlie Brown, um, everywhere you go, everyone reads the story from Luke. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone read it from Matthew. Dr. Luke is is, he must have been a, just a fun guy to be around. He wrote Luke, of course. He wrote the book of Acts. Very positive, upbeat, loves what God, he's excited. He's just, he's just a great guy. I love to read anything that, that Luke wrote. But Matthew, Matthew's an old, Matthew's old school. Luke wrote to the Gentiles. Matthew wrote to Jews. He wrote to saved Jews, but Matthew was old school, and Matthew's different. And when when we read the story, let's read part of it from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. (laughs) Not quite like Luke's story. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Aren't you glad the children are dismissed at this point? But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in dreams, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, you'll call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. How many know this is a completely different story? There's really nothing negative in Luke. Luke's all, man, oh, this is wonderful. What a wonderful time. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When we hear, when we hear Matthew's story, Matthew comes at it from Joseph's point of view. And you have to understand that we enjoy Christmas today because we look back at it. A lot of times we look back with nostalgia on things because we know we remember how they turned out, and they turned out okay. We don't often remember what we felt while we were going through it. We don't look at it through Joseph's eyes anymore because we know it's going to be okay. We read the story, and we're like, just be patient, Joseph. 
It'll be okay, but you're not Joseph. So Matthew comes at it from Joseph's point of view, and Joseph's like, I need to put this woman away. This story could, could have ended badly. Huh. Not only that, but Matthew talks about Herod. Matthew's the one that tells us that all the male children under the age of two were killed. Not a Christmas story. Not only that, Matthew tells us that, uh, you know, God came to Joseph in a dream and told him, to, you know, pick up your family, uh, pack up your belongings, and move to Egypt. They'd be like God coming to you in a dream and saying, move to L.A. No, 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 no. Move to New York City. I'll, I'll, you know, listen, we don't think about, you know, how long you had to go, how long you had to stay, had to, you know, how, how do you get work in a foreign land? Those Egyptians aren't going to handle or aren't going to hire a Jewish carpenter. So I don't know what he went through. I don't know how difficult, you know, but listen, Matthew has nothing but bad news. Sometimes some of the things that we get from God are wrapped <laughs> dangerously. And we don't know what's in there. Sometimes God will tell you, go here, do this, say that, without telling you how, why, or the consequences. And you just got to go, you just got to say it, you just got to do it. You have to just obey the Lord, not knowing, you know, God just says, go. And we say, where? He said, none of your business. He told Abraham, go. So he went. Which direction? Well, all I'm going to tell you is go west, young man. And Abraham went. So often we are handed what God is saying are gifts, but they're wrapped in trouble. Oh, Jesus. I want you to notice a few things that the first thing the angel says to Joseph is fear not. I, I don't have time, and I didn't take the time to go back through the Bible, and, and let's list every person that whenever an angel or God spoke to someone, the first thing God said was fear not. So, I mean, it just tells us that a lot of the things God does to us and in us and through us is scary. And being a Christian is, is not smelling roses all the time. It's getting pierced by thorns. <laughs> and serving the Lord can be a bit scary sometimes, and we wonder where he is, and we wonder what he's doing, and we wonder how this is going to work, and we know a lot of things. But the angel said, Joseph, fear not. In other words, don't, 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 don't spend all your time worrying about how this is going to happen or what the end result is. Fear not. I've got a word for somebody. You don't have to figure it all out to be able to say to your soul, I am not afraid. I'm going to get through this. You don't have to have the answers to be at peace. You just have to know that the gift is from God. So just a couple of things that Joseph was concerned about. Number one, he, he was afraid of what other people would think or do. 
Did God ever speak to you? And, you say, and the first thought is, oh, my God, what will they say? Will pastor agree with this? Will the church find out about it? This is really weird. I don't know if I, you know, we, we just, you know, I mean, the first thing that comes into Joseph's mind, he cared about Mary. He loved Mary, but he, he knew that, you know, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I really want to marry this woman, but I don't want to publicly expose her either. I, I don't want her to go through that, but I can't marry a pregnant woman in, in the culture of those days, and, and I, I, I can't do it. I mean, they could have stoned Mary. This is a serious thing. So he said, let's just quietly put her away. Let's just send her somewhere. You know, let's just send her wherever they sent women that were pregnant that weren't married, wherever that was back then. Let's just send her away. I'm concerned about what people say. You know, sometimes gifts will cost you something. But you can't be concerned, the angel said, fear not what people are going to say. Wow. Proverbs 29 and 25 talks about this. He said, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So you're afraid of what men think, but that fear itself brings you into a snare, a trap. The enemy sends fear into your life to trap you. Fear paralyzes us. And the enemy doesn't always tempt you to do something wrong. He tempts you to do nothing, which is just as good, I guess, as doing the wrong thing. (laughs) Doing nothing it's also the wrong thing. But the safest place in the world, not the easiest place, but the safest place. Y'all aren't saying many amens today. Are you okay? It's like this message is a gift and you're wondering what's in it. <laughs> what is he going to scare me with next? But the safest place, not the easiest, but the safest place is in the will of God. Fear not. Wow. Number two, Joseph's second fear was a fear of not enough. Joseph was a man who wanted to take care of his family. He wanted to be responsible. It was his responsibility. I think he had enough money. He was kind of a rarity. He was kind of a middle-class guy probably. He, he uh, had his own business, his own carpentry business. He was better than some. He, he probably had enough money. He obviously had enough money to pay an innkeeper. But when he got there, he found out his money's no good. Sometimes what you have is no good. Sometimes what you have isn't going to get you to where God wants you to go. You, you realize, I don't have what it takes. Do you ever just ask yourself, I don't know. You know, God's called me to this, that, or the other, but I just have a lot of self-doubts. And I don't know that I have what it takes to get through this. I'm afraid and anxious and worried, and I don't know if I can. I don't know that I am enough to get through this. 
And he goes from end to end, and there is no room. And finally, he's embarrassed. But Mary, all we got is this manger, and it, it's so cute today. Probably every one of you have a little manger in your house, but I guarantee you it doesn't smell as bad. We're so worried about, you know, it's just a wonder that you didn't see a manger scene with everyone wearing masks. Lots of germs. Come on, we're in a manger. Even if it was cleaned out, it was a nasty place. And I'm sure he's embarrassed, and I'm sure he felt inadequate. And, you know, Mary, if we were home, and, and Mary's like, ah, don't worry about it, everything Everything will be fine. The fear of not enough. Wow. And then there's, then there's the fear. Let's go to Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. After these, One of my favorite verses. After these things I looked and behold, uh, how many know every door was closed in Joseph's face? And sometimes we get this gift and we think it's going to be wonderful, but, you know, before we can open it, every door is closing. I have a word for somebody. Sometimes a closed door just means God, which means it was the wrong door. God didn't want him being born in someone's, uh, at the the Holiday Inn. Maybe the guy who owned the Holiday Inn would have took credit for it. I mean, he wanted him born in a manger. Why would God want that? It wasn't about promotion. It wasn't about razzmatazz. It wasn't about the only people happy were the poor little shepherds out there. It's what God chose. It's not that pretty. But 2,000 years later, we are still celebrating the gift that was in the package of that manger. Hallelujah. It has changed and transformed the lives of virtually everybody that I'm preaching to. God has done. Anybody, can anyone testify that God has changed my life? The gift works. The gift is amazing. But the gift was packaged in a scary way. Wow. So the door, he said, I saw a door, and it's open. Come up here, and I'll show you great things. Number three, and by the way, this is a 12-point message. No, this is. Number three in the final point. And then there's a long conclusion. Here we go. The fear of following. I mean, think about it. Do you not think that Joseph must have asked the question, if this is God, why am I going through this? If this is God, can't he at least find a place in a hotel? If this is God, why am I packing up my family and quitting my business and moving to Egypt? Weren't we delivered out of there? Why am I going through this again? 
Why am I feeling this pain? Why am I going? I just don't understand. If God's, if this is a word from the Lord, why is this so hard? And why is this so difficult? Why is it not working? But don't judge the gift by the wrapping. Because I have a word for you and you're not going to like it. But most of God's gifts are wrapped in problems. Most of God's gifts are wrapped in difficulties. Most of God's gifts are even wrapped in hurt, pain, and loss. And we don't get it. We don't understand it. But I'm here to tell you, if you will just swallow, you know, and just, all right, here it goes, and start ripping off the paper and rip open the box, I promise you at some point, you may not understand the wrapping, but you'll get past the wrapping. You may never understand the why. You may never understand the how. You may never know exactly why God took you down this road. But I'm here to tell you on the authority of God's word that the gift is worth the wait. And it's worth the pain. And it's worth going through whatever you've got to go through. I realize Christmas is not always a happy time for people. And for some people, it's a very difficult time. People have experienced loss. People have experienced divorce. People have experienced family crisis and problems. And all kinds of things have happened this past year. But it's still Christmas. And Jesus, Jesus is the gift. Psalms 119, verse 71 I love what it says, that uh, my troubles turned out all for the best. They forced me to learn from your textbook. They drove me. People always say, well, there's a reason in it. You may never know the reason or the purpose you may not, listen, don't, I don't know that we should really even say that. It's not so much that you're going to understand someday, someday. It's just that somehow, some way, this is going to drive you closer to him. And as long as he's by my side. I can face the lions in the lion den. I can face the fire in the fiery furnace. I can spend the time in the prison and come out. Amen. I I can go through whatever it is. I can accept any kind of gift wrapped weirdly if I know what's inside is Jesus. Look at Matthew 120 one more time. Matthew 120, one more time. And it says, but while Joseph thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. 
Why did he come in a dream, first of all? He couldn't, I believe he came in a dream because he couldn't get through to Joseph during the day when he was awake. Because his mind was going a mile a minute. What is this about? How can she be pregnant? Am I expected to believe this? Come on. If somebody's girlfriend or wife or girlfriend, let's keep it there. If someone's girlfriend says, I'm pregnant, and you know that's not possible, you're looking twice at the mailman. I mean, you're, you're wondering... We know that's not possible. Come on. I'm sorry. But if I don't light this up, it's going to be terrible. Amen. See, I don't think God, could, God can't get through to some of us because we, we can't shut our brain off. We're talking so much to ourselves. We're, we're in our heads too much. We're, and, and some of you are control freaks, so you're just trying to work it out. And I've got to be in charge, and I've got to figure this out. And, and your mind's just going, and you're lucky to even get to sleep at night because you can't turn your brain off. And That's why God has to speak to some of us in dreams because he can't shut us up during the day. So I believe Joseph's little mind was, I mean, he's a carpenter. He's a hands-on kind of guy. He believes in fixing things and creating things, and he has no control here. And God waited till he was knocked out and came to him in a dream in his subconscious when his little brain was shut off, and he speaks to him, Joseph, son of David, I know who you are. I know your lineage. I know your history. I know where you've, listen, God knows everything. Don't ever doubt that he doesn't know everything. He knows your problems, your hurts, your care. He knows where you came from. He knows your mom and daddy. He knows your grandpa and grandpa. He knows the history. He knows every curse and every blessing in your family. God knows you, son of David. So do not be afraid to open the gift. And to open the gift for Joseph was to marry this woman. And what's the reason? Because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Wow. You know, if I thought of it, I would have got a really ugly package up here. But there's nothing so ugly as some of the things we go through. And we look at it and say, I'm afraid of this. What will people think? Can I even afford to deal with this? And why is God, is God really in this? Considering the hurt and pain I'm going through? But the angel said, Joseph, you can't see it yet because your problem is still wrapped in pain. But what is in the box is conceived of the Holy Spirit. I'm here to tell you, God has conceived something in your life. 
You don't know how, when, where. You don't know how it's all going to end or how it's going to end. You don't know how you're going to get through this. But I just came by this Christmas to let you know by the authority of God's Word. It is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And what is in you is going to work. It's going to be okay. God is going to get you through this. I said, God is going to get us through that. Wow. You know, once you know that it's conceived by the Holy Spirit, you can tear open the paper and tear open the box because you know it's going to be okay. Joseph, Old Testament Joseph, found a gift in a false accusation. Paul and Silas found a gift in a jailhouse. Daniel found a gift in a lion's den. Meshach, Abednego, a missing one. Shadrach. If you don't say them in order, it's totally confusing. Oh, Jesus. They found a gift in a fiery furnace. Job found it in the belly of a whale. Hallelujah. Stephen found it while they were stoning him to death as he looked up into heaven. And he saw Jesus standing up to receive him at the right hand of the Father. Would you stand with me? Listen, church. It's not about the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. It's not about what you're going through. It's not about your life situation right now. It's not about your doubts, fears. It's not about the presence. It's about the presence. I don't care who you are today. Whatever God is doing in your life, I'm here to tell you it may look weird. It may hurt. It may have been going on for a long time. But what is in it is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be okay. I said it's going to be okay. Oh, I feel the, I feel the Lord. Harari sikatalaramat. I said it's conceived by the Holy Spirit. Paul says, I know that if he's begun a good work, that he'll finish the work. I just know it. I believe it. Put yourself in Joseph's point of view. And you know this story started out pretty rough. Christmas now is full of lights, and Christmas then was probably the hardest time in Joseph. Come, come on. And Mary, the hardest time of their lives. Hardest. They, they had never been through. And remember, remember, Mary's probably 16. Hard times. But wrapped up in all that pain and uncertainty and doubt. 
Whatever is in there is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, born in a manger. Jesus, born in a, in a stable. We, we're talking about putting him in a, in a manger, and we often think it's some kind of, you know, that pretty little wooden thing. Actually, actually, it was made of carved out stone. It's where they would put the baby lambs. See, in a manger, there's animals, you know, it was dangerous. So they would wrap the lamb in these cloths and put it in this stone. It's not comfortable, but it's safe. And they put him, put this baby lamb in this stone thing, wrap it up so it can't get out, and they just leave it there until it, it can take care of itself, and then they unwrap and let it go. But, oh, Jesus, the lamb of God was put in that stone manger, wrapped in cloths that baby lambs were wrapped in. Listen, where you're at is not comfortable but I promise you it's safe. I promise you it's safe. I promise you God's in charge, though you cannot understand. I promise you. Listen, some of you may be checking out because, well, it doesn't apply to me. I'm having a great Christmas. Well, bless your heart. There's always next year. <laughs> I'm not prophesying anything bad. I'm just saying a lot of the things that God births in us are wrapped in hardship. But sooner or later, that which is conceived of the Holy Spirit becomes full-blown, and the Messiah, mm, the Messiah comes to us.